Welcome to the McGuire Iron Podcast. My name is Brian Cooper. I am the Vice President of Business Development at McGuire Iron and your host for this podcast. At McGuire Iron, we've been helping to store and protect quality water for over 100 years. On this episode, our guests are Bob Chocker, the outgoing CEO of the Association for Materials Protection and Performance, and Alan Thomas, the incoming CEO of AMP. AMP is the world's leading organization focused on the protection of assets and performance of materials. AMP was created when NACE International and SSPC united after more than 145 combined years of corrosion control and protective coatings expertise and service to members worldwide. Today, AMP is active in more than 130 countries and has more than 40,000 members. AMP is headquartered in the United States with offices in Houston, Texas and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Additional offices are located in the UK, China, Malaysia, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia with a training center in Dubai. Bob and Alan, thank you for joining us on the McGuire Iron Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Bob, let's start with you. What made July 2023 the time to say it was time to hand over the reins? Well, so there actually there were multiple things that come into play. Um, the majority of them personal. Uh, my wife and I um, last summer were on a vacation with some friends who were retired and they were uh, talking about how much they had enjoyed it. They'd been at it about a year. And uh, literally we were sitting by the pool on a Friday morning, the last Friday, having a cup of coffee. And she turned to me and said, well, why can't we retire? And uh, I said, well, let's look at it. So we took a, a month. We looked at the financials. We looked at the uh, the big thing is if you if you listen to people who talk about retiring, particularly if you're doing it relatively young, um, they like to say they they say you want to retire to something, not from something. Meaning, what are you going to do with your time, your life, your how are you going to make a difference or add value? And so we talked a lot about what we would do if that happened. Um, so I, that came into play. The, the other thing that came into play, if if you look at the development in the history of AMP. Um, the CEO plays a really important role in developing the culture and how the organization works. And um, we've been at it. When I step away, the organization will be two and a half years old. I think we've put a really solid foundation in place. And I needed to make a decision. Was I going to stay here for five, six, seven more years and really build that? Um, or do I go now? But the worst thing I think I could have done was stay like two more years, get it partially in place, and then leave. And then my successor, in this case, Alan, sort of trying to figure it out. This way, Alan can build the culture he wants with the organization on the foundation we've built. So that was that was a part of it. Grandchildren had a big part of that. We uh, we had our first grandchild three years ago and the second one about five months ago. Um, so that's that's part of it. So there's just a lot of things that it came together that said that was the right timing. And then I also wanted to make sure the transition was done well. So once we made the decision, um, I met with the chairs of the board to talk about what is the timing? How much time do you need to find a successor? Make sure there's a solid handoff. Make sure the it, it moves well. And so we came up with July 1st. Talk about that piece a little bit. Um, in business, the transition can be a little different because, you know, CEOs usually have somebody in the wings that they're training and grooming to do this. 
in the association world, that can be a little different because you have a board of directors. And what what did that look like for AMP as you started talking about this? Yeah, that's that's a great point and a great identification. By the way, it also points a little bit to one of my other reasons. When when I took this position, um, I made I really made a purposeful thought. When I, when I step away, I want things to be in a good condition, in a good place, right? So I use the example of Barry Sanders. I know it's been a while since he played football, but if you know Barry's career, he was at the top of his game when he walked away. Most people end up being like uh, Tom Brady and hanging on way beyond the point they should. And, and so they leave under less than ideal circumstances. And I wanted to leave near the top. So that that came into play as well. As I told the board chair, I want to leave with a congratulation and a pat on the back, not a foot up my butt pushing me out the door. Um, so to your poll question about the not-for-profit world, it is a little different in the association world. First of all, the board and the CEO relationship is very different in our, our world. It's, it's a partnership. The members have responsibility and the staff has responsibility versus a CEO where it's very linear, right? You have your board of directors. You got your CEO and the CEO runs the company and the board provides oversight, maybe a little bit of strategy. Uh, in the association world, the, the boards and the members are much more involved in the uh, responsibilities of the organization. And so best practice really says that when a CEO steps away, the board should take time to assess what it is they want in the next CEO. Where do they wanna take the organization? How does it fit? Where does it go? Um, and then go find a CEO that fulfills that direction. And, and I'm pleased because, you know, the board's not looking, in the case of AMP, not looking for a radical change. Uh, they are looking for somebody who continue to go to the next, on this path and take it to the next level. Um, but they have that option to make a radical change. And so you have to give them time to assess what it is they want, where they want to go, and then do the search process. We'll bring you in here in a second, Alan. I don't want to have you sitting on the sideline the whole time, but I'm going to ask Bob one more one more question: Is what did that process look like when you said I'm ready? I'm ready to to do this, and the board said, "Okay, we need to go out and and search." What did that process look like, and what were the criteria that the board said these are the things we're looking for in the next leader of this organization? As it, like you said, moves from the two and a half years you've been AMP into the future. Yeah, so so I, I let them know the first week of September um, that the executive committees asked for a month to get a plan put together. We then informed the boards the 1st of October, the entire board, and went public with the announcement, announced it to staff, et cetera. In that time frame, one, one of the responsibilities of an association CEO is to have a succession plan for themselves and their key employees. You know, I could have gotten hit by a truck you know, at conference or something like that, right? So you always have a succession plan in place, which includes a timeline, um, some recommended search firms. I, I gave them actually seven questions that they need to consider to help them with that thought process of assessing um, where they want to take the organization. You know, one of the questions was, do you feel the organization's on the right track? What would you want to make sure stays in place? What would you like to see changed? And they wrestle with those questions, right? Um, so, so it took a month to get a little bit organized. We told the boards, we told the staff the first week of October, um, they formed a search committee. That was part of what happened during the month was identifying who would be on the search committee. They formed the search committee, uh, the search committee then from October through, 
really January, February, uh, identified a search firm that we would work with. Um, I helped them identify potential candidates for that. Um, they um, started the search, they brought in candidates, both internal and external, and, and did what happens with most searches. They interviewed people, they flew them in, there were multiple interviews. Alan's actually probably more familiar with that because again, another best practice of associations. Once, it, once I had told them I was leaving and I gave them some basic tools to work with, I really wasn't involved in the process. I, I stepped back from the process and it, because it needs to be the board's decision. It, it, the worst thing could be is, honestly, I believe the worst thing could be is somehow, you know, somebody thinks that they have to pick a certain person because Bob wanted it or somebody else wanted it. They needed to have a, called a clean or pure process of going through the search. And so I really wasn't involved with it. Alan probably could give better job ask, answering what were they looking for? Cause he knows what questions got asked in the interview room. So. <laughs> no, that's, it's a great segue, Bob. Uh, let's bring in Alan. Alan, congratulations, first of all. And yeah, let's start there. What was this process like once the board put out the job? What, how did that work for you? Yeah, thank you again. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a very professional process. Uh, it's one of the, I've, I've, as like Bob, I've been through several of these uh, in my career. Uh, I would say this one, one was probably the most efficiently run process that I've been a part of. Um, uh, I'll give a uh, 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 kudos to the search firm. Uh, they were very transparent in the timeline, which you don't get a lot of times in these. And they were really good with feedback, which is another uh, shortcoming in that room. <laughs> recruiter space that they uh, uh, oftentimes fail to keep the candidates uh, engaged and, and informed. So again, it was a very, very efficient process, professionally done. The search team or search committee that the board assembled, I thought really represented uh, well and had good experience uh, in doing this. And so it was a, it was a pleasant process. For people who are listening who don't know you, give us a little bit of your background and, and what made you say, this is the type of organization that I want to be a part of and help lead into the future? Um, I'll address those uh, uh, last to first. So the the thing that was, uh, uh, there are several things very appealing to me uh, about AMP. The first, uh, the foremost was the fact that they were AMP. Um, uh, reaching over into my background just a little bit, I was both a member of SSPC and NACE at, at one point in my career. So I knew the organization from a uh, member standpoint, uh, or both, both legacy associations as a former member. Um, I had a little understanding and knowledge of the process that they were attempting to go through, um, but I had not kept up with it. So it was a very... Um, pleasant surprise to me to learn that they finally did uh, merge and come together as one. That's something that that I saw would be a benefit several years back. Um, but more so than just the fact that they merged was the um, was my I would say intimate knowledge of knowing what it takes to merge two associations together. And that spoke volumes to me from the volunteer leadership and from the staff leadership that this was a very forward-looking, progressive organization. And that's right up my alley. Uh, that was the most intriguing 
an enticing uh, reason to to um, go through the process and ultimately uh, accept their offer. Now, let's talk about, I'll start with Bob. Let's talk about this process. So you're both kind of in place now until July. What what does this transition look like as, Bob, you dump all this knowledge to Alan and he goes, okay, I'm going to take this knowledge and then move it forward? Yeah, and, and I think this is probably unusual because usually the right. predecessor is gone. Um, and and so the handoff, in fact, I, I think this is the first time I've been through. And when I came in, the person before me had been gone for six months. So I, I didn't have the benefit of, of a handoff. Um, so for us, what it, what it looks like, first of all, I believe moving faster is better than moving slower. So we did agree that effective April 1st, Alan is the CEO. He came in and joined us March 13th. He attended annual conference. Um, there are responsibilities of the CEO at annual conference. Probably wasn't fair to dump those on him with one day's work. So I took care of those. And then uh, we made the date April 1st. Um, so he will be the CEO. That that happens. I become a consultant to the CEO. I back away. Uh, I'll have really little involvement other than where Alan brings me in. Um, and most of that will probably be even in the background. I don't want to do anything to undermine his leadership in this process. And I, unfortunately, there's too many cases where the the prior CEO sort of hovers around and that creates a lot of damage and, and frankly, disrupts the process. Um, and so I don't want that to happen at all. Uh, he and I have spent now, I don't know how many hours together, uh, you know, whether in a room, me brain dumping or just walking around conference stuff together, getting him up to speed with as much information as I can share. Um, I made it I made it really clear with him. I'm going to share you, but this is my perspective. You may have a different one and feel free to take the organization as you see fit. Um, you know, we all make different decisions and different reasons. In fact, Alan and I were just talking yesterday about um, it's it's hard to look back and criticize somebody else's decision because right. you weren't there and didn't have the facts and, right. and the why. You got to make them for yourself. And, and I'm going to do the same thing looking forward. He's He's got to make the best decisions he can make for the organization at the time and place. Um, so the next couple of weeks, we're doing that kind of brain dump, as you called it, transition. Um, and then I'll be there to help wherever he wants me to provide, whether that's on the phone, helping explain a situation or covering something for him. Um, but he's got to be out front. And that's that'll be key to making it successful. The other, the other role I feel I have that's important and I've tried to do really hard is, uh, first of all, I really like Alan. And I think they've made a great choice. So this makes it a lot easier, um, is being his champion, right? Making sure people understand that um, he he is the right person for the job and brings the knowledge and the skill and and give that almost handshake handoff, whatever credibility I may have had in this role, that that credibility gets transferred to him. Um, so he he starts hopefully with one step up in the process. Alan, how how about for you? How have you felt this process has gone, and what's that been like for you as you you know? get to learn about the new organization you're going to lead and, you know, the insight from Bob from what he knows. It'll echo a lot of what Bob said. I, I couldn't have scripted it better, I don't believe. Um, uh, coming into the role uh, in a in a um, incoming capacity, if you will, and being able to attend conference is, in my opinion, the greatest gift that could have been given to me. Uh, coming into the organization. It's like taking a, 
In this case, it was taking an 11 day crash course in everything AMP, which is fantastic. Um, I got asked all the time, you know, the proverbial drinking from the fire hose, are you underwater yet? And uh, uh, I have a really high capacity to learn and I would not have done it any way different than, than the way we did it to, to be able to take all that in and get that um, overview of the association. Um, and what Bob has done has just been uh, fantastic. Uh, to his point, uh, I've never, you know, we read about these things in the books that we've both read and in the seminars we've heard about. Uh, unfortunately, most of the time when I've gone into a new CEO role, it's been a turnaround situation or a startup situation. And I'm dealing with fires everywhere and um, decisions that have to be made immediately. And a lot of times it is a dramatic change of course. Um, and uh, this has just been uh, a blessing and a, and a joy to work through uh, in a orderly manner and in a pace that isn't uh, very rushed. Because I think a lot of times we make um, premature decisions in those, in those uh, times. And so um, I couldn't have written it better and it's, it's going great. And, and Bob has um, been absolutely textbook. Um, anything you could want from a leader, mentor, um, and, and doing that handoff of the baton, uh, I, I couldn't be more pleased. Bob, that says a lot about your leadership of AMP. Let's, I want to ask the question about your legacy. What does your legacy look like as you shepherded NACE and SSPC together to create AMP? And what do you, what do you look at your legacy being with this organization? Um, Hmm. It's not something I've put a lot of thought into, but uh, there, I think there's two things. One that one that I do take a lot of pride in, and that is the culture that we've created within the staff in particular. You know, in the end, in the association, the CEO is responsible for the staff and creating a really positive culture, a place people want to work, uh, a people that people feel connected to the mission and, and want to serve well. And um, I think that has been something that was really strong at NACE. And we were starting to build with the merger and continue to build. We've, we've made great progress. Um, a, a quick story on that. There was a gentleman that came to AMP from the SSPC side of the house. And uh, I, I, as Alan is doing, I met with each employee one-on-one -on -one that was coming in and had a conversation with them. And in my conversation with this young man, um, he, he point blank asked me, he goes, so I hear you talk about all this culture stuff. Is it, is it, true or is it just lip service? Because he said, my experience is it's lip service. You know, people, bosses talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And I just looked at him and said, you know what? That's your decision to decide, not mine. I, I can't tell you. Well, while we were at conference, he came up to me and said, I want you to know that it wasn't lip service. You, you really have walked the walk. And so I take I take a lot of pride with that. Um, I think the second thing is the merger. I, yeah, that that had been tried three times in the past, possibly a fourth time, depending on who you talk to. It had failed, uh, in some cases, spectacularly failed. Um, and we pulled it off. And that wasn't just my legacy, but that was a legacy of the leaders, both member and staff at the time, and including Bill Worms, who was the executive director of SSPC, uh, being able to work together in a very upright, um, ethical, straightforward, keeping an eye on what the purpose was uh, of the organizations. And so uh, that definitely has to be part of it as well. 
So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, Bob, what is next for you? What's what's the next step in the journey? I know you're retiring, but I, I have a feeling a guy like yourself isn't actually retiring. You're going to still be involved somewhere. Yeah, I, I've wanted to say this. You're the first person I'm going to say this to. I'm going to Disney World, and I really am. <laughs> We're taking my grandchildren. We leave uh, April 12th or 13th or something like that for Disney World. So that's, that's step one is take the grandchildren to Disney World. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got some travel. We're, we're RVers. We have a, a Class C RV. We like to travel. Period. Most of our travel has been international, but we want to take some time to see the U.S. Um, so we've got a, a, tri- a long trip, a month, almost a month long trip planned, and some of that. And then, so this is the part that gets interesting for me. I, I actually am enrolled in a seminary program starting in August. Um, I don't know where that's going to lead. I'm doing it more for my own edification. Uh, my faith is really important to me. It's important to my wife. She's actually going to, she's enrolled with me. Um, so we're going to do that as just to stay connected with learning and keeping sharp. And who knows if that leads somewhere else. Um, so I got, and then I've said, I'm not even considering any kind of other employment till January of 2024. I want to, I want to use these six months to enjoy the the kids, the family, my wife, and uh, I've got a couple cars, classic MG vehicles that need some restoration work. I'll be spending some time underneath those. Um, a lot of honeydew lists around the house. So, no, that's awesome. Congratulations, Alan. Where where are we going in the future? This is this is your ship to run now. What, what does that look like, and what what can people expect? Uh, that's a, a great question. Um, and and one of the 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 nuances and differences between being the CEO of an association and the CEO of a, a for-profit or a, a, a company is um, I, I view my role more as a servant role than as a take the lead. This is my ship kind of role. It's not my ship. It's the membership. Um, that, that came out pretty good. And it? it's the members ship. I, I just came up with that. <laughs> you should, you should keep using that. That might be a thing in your world. <laughs> So, it, you know, I'm there to serve our board of directors and achieve the vision that they've set forth with Bob and and, uh, and I wholeheartedly buy into their vision. Um, the things that uh, I would like to see us do uh, to add value to our membership and to uh, expand the, the community of, of those in the profession of protecting and uh, uh, materials and helping them perform to their best is... Um, I believe that our message and our content and our value is so strong that we should be able to expand. Um, I see an exponential expanse in our future um, just because of the value of what we have to offer. I see a lot of areas around the globe that are really hungry for what we have to deliver. And now that we do have this one brand, uh, one mission, one vision, uh, my hope and my goals and my energies will be to take that globally and to help us advance uh, our mission and and really that's 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 it and and we can you know dissect that into different uh, you know strategies and stratospheres but overall um, uh, my my two biggest uh, desires are to really move forward the idea of one brand one company one association one membership one vision, one mission, one heartbeat. Um, that's always one of the greatest challenges coming out of a merger is to to bring that unity. And that's something that's very uh, much at the top of my uh, list to, to work towards. And that'll be a long process. It's not a fast, 
There's no easy fix to it. Uh, a good a good doses a good dose of intention and a good dose of time and a good dose of attention. Um, and and I think we're it, you know Bob has set the course for that. The staff is on board with that, and so it's just a matter of carrying that torch forward. Um, but really getting intentional about how we expand globally is, is, is another one of the top things that, that I believe our membership and, and board are looking for. Awesome. Well, I appreciate both your time. Bob, thank you for being a friend of McGuire on behalf of our entire organization. We appreciate the time you take to help educate our listeners and our, our team members. And so congratulations and uh, good luck in your future. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Alan, uh, welcome. Uh, we're excited to work with you. So uh, I appreciate your time. And gentlemen, uh, it's always an honor and a pleasure that you join us. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you to McGuire Iron for your support over the years. It's been great. So thank you. Remember, you can always connect with us by going to our website, mcguireiron.com. You can ask questions by sending us an email at info at or you can follow or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us on the McGuire Iron Podcast.